Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. I'm here with Jason Suzuka. Jason, to get us started, can you share a little bit about yourself, your role, and your organization? Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. Um, I am a uh, spouse of 19 years to my junior high sweetheart and a soccer dad to three kids, uh, 16, 14, and 12. Uh, from a From a role perspective, my career has been um, an exercise in nonlinear um, uh, decisions in that I served. I, I started out really in healthcare. I came, I came from the government side, working at the uh, state legislature in California to healthcare via GE Capital, ultimately getting my feet really wet, um, serving as an in-house counsel um, as an attorney in California for United Healthcare. That's really what started my healthcare journey um, from which I saw some things that digital could improve um, going back to 2007. So obviously digital could improve a lot back then, still could improve a lot right now, but definitely back then. AOL, days in my AOL. Mind. <laughs> yeah, all that black and white provider directories. Um, so uh, I saw that. So I actually left corporate America and and created my own startup. Um, and that's what started me on a um, uh, on a journey of about 10 years. Um, where I ultimately co-founded uh, my last startup, which we sold to Cigna Healthcare in 2017. Um, with that acquisition, I became Cigna's uh, chief digital officer. And then in 2021, I really wanted to um, get some experience on the care delivery side and was fortunate enough to be um, to be engaged with Bon Secours Mercy Health as its first chief digital officer, working not only across its IT digital health and data and analytics divisions, but also working with their investment arms to create an ecosystem of portfolio assets, which we are putting to work uh, for our systems. Fantastic. Thanks for that introduction. I bit, love bit hearing- rambling. I, I told you it wasn't linear. Oh, hey, I love it. And I love, <laughs> you know, I mean, each step led to the next. So I love getting the uh, timeline. When you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what excites you the most? I think what excites me the most is for the first time since at least I've been in healthcare and in understanding the digital spaces, healthcare leaders have an opportunity to not be dramatically far behind every other industry in its application of what had become modern consumer expectations and how they engage from a digital perspective. When I think about the things and over the next few minutes, You'll think we're playing a drinking game with every time I use the term conversational or personalization um, in that we actually have an opportunity to be at the forefront with other um, industries that have always you know, been way out ahead of us in our application of these technologies um, to connect with our populations in really personalized ways. Take a drink. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Jason. So the next question I'm going to 
edit a little bit because I'm fascinated and want to hear more about your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Um, so with your startups, what were the top priorities that and problems that you were trying to solve with technology? We were really in the in the spirit of consumerism um, of the time. And you think about anything, any platform um, that had an e-commerce uh, premise to it based on connecting supply and demand. We were really using that as the catalyst to get away from the really fragmented approaches. And again, we started out in the payer space. A lot could be applied to the provider space as well in that, hey, you shouldn't be network pricing shouldn't be completely disconnected from patient engagement, right? You should be using those two off of each other to optimize the outcomes for both of your stakeholders, right? So for example, we looked at it and said, if I'm able to drive demand to a to it to a provider, they should be able to react to that demand driving in ways that benefit everybody. Conversely, if I'm not able to drive demand, a provider should be able to compete harder for, for my population and do things across cost, across quality, across service, et cetera. So that's really what was fascinating us as we got to know more about healthcare. And we were oftentimes asking ourselves, why doesn't it already work like this, mm -hmm. right? And the answer constantly is we didn't have a platform in order to enable to, it to work like that. Mm -hmm. Did I effectively obfuscate what I was doing there? Is that confusing enough for you? Absolutely. Well, from someone who doesn't have a background in healthcare, I have been confused for the past three days. But <laughs> but I'm wait till I start long. using acronyms. The acronyms will really take you for a loop. <laughs> I'm used to those, <laughs> but I still don't know them. Um, curious on a piece of advice that you would either give to health, like established healthcare leaders, or people who are in your footsteps. You know, as a startup founder leader yeah i think those are well those are two very different audiences right now but they they need to be working together so for my for my peers across the industry um the number one component and this might be the blind leading the blind right full disclosure but the the path that we're following is a dramatic shift from an inside out approach to an outside in approach so we are actually um, reducing our footprint across our system so that we can have more ability to work with outside players across the industry from every sector within it in order to bring to them, here are our problems, create solutions, and then we'll bring them back into the system. And then there will be a network effect to it as we're using it. It'll become easier and more effective for other systems to use it as well. That's that's to the large health systems out there and large meaning anything, you know, even regional, what we would what the industry considers small, they're still big companies, yeah. right? Um, to the startups is, and, and this is what I'm seeing a lot, especially within uh, the buzzword of the times AI is don't try boiling the ocean, right? Pick a very distinct problem and go out and create a very deliberate solution to it in a way that resonates with who you are asking to pay for it. So I learned the hard way through the first two, few years of my entrepreneurial career is there's a big difference between need and demand, meaning 
there's a million needs out there within healthcare. Demand is, will somebody pay you for it? Mm -hmm. And you ultimately have to create the solution so it sings to the to the stakeholder that you're asking to pay, pay you for yep. it, right? So that's my number one advice for the startups out there. Stop trying to boil the ocean and make sure when you're talking to the person you're going to ask to write a check that you're solving their problem, not somebody else's problem. Yeah, that's some great advice. And thanks for uh, giving some for both audiences there. <laughs> um, could you provide an example or two of a specific instance where informatics technology and the implementation of that led to improve patient outcomes or enhance patient provider communication? Yeah, it, listen, you, it's the number one resource that we rely on as we look to close the gaps in care. What I love about applying an informatics layer um, across our population is we are able to identify what that next best action is for an individual and the outcomes of it of seeing them get back in for their next exam or for whatever treatment they were looking at next or, or in need of next that we are able to identify them across the population and then specifically outreach to them in very personalized ways, take a drink um, in order to, so that they are believing that, oh my God, my provider was actually looking at my file and realized I hadn't done this yet, right? That's a powerful, I hate to call it marketing, but it's, it's got marketing aspects to it. It's a powerful marketing um, effect that we are seeing um, unbelievable patient satisfaction increases from. Absolutely, thanks for sharing that, that's incredible. So Jason, looking into your crystal ball, five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations? And then part two of that question, how should leaders prepare? The crystal ball, like uh, like when we were kids with that eight, eight ball thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah, like and it, it gives you the answer. It and it says, you were right all along. Um, is <laughs> I think there's I think there's two things. One is um, the the thing that I've really come to understand in in the last really only few months is studying the last fifty years of healthcare. I think we'll see more transformation in the next five years than we saw in those fifty. I think you're going to see it fall into two gigantic buckets. One is around IT sustainability, health systems like ours will collapse under their, our own weight if we try to keep doing everything in-house, right? So when I think about IT sustainability, we are facing unprecedented vacancy rates, attrition, comp increases, et cetera, that we can no longer survive trying to have all of our IT done in-house. So I think the first big thing is you'll see systems coming together in order to, to rising tide raises all boats to have sustainable IT, which is the number one reason we invested in Nordic Global Consulting, which is the industry's largest IT consulting firm across all platforms, um, with that is 100% healthcare focused. The second area is around AI. Is it is it will not be a buzzword for long. As I mentioned, smart startups are going to come solve very distinct problems. And I think by the end of this decade, you will put health systems into very clearly into one of two categories. You either won with AI or you lost because of AI. And you lost because of AI because you put your head in the sand and hoped it, it just went away. The winners will have applied it across the entire spectrum of their system services. 
from back office to front end engagement. Mm -hmm. I really like the um, note on like outsourcing and bringing in experts to do the work. Um, I think that will can have a lot of impact on, you know, health system as a whole, you know, their workforce having more um, productive work done. Um, so thanks for that. Jason, as we wrap up today, is there anything else you want our listeners to know? Besides uh, personalize all of your conversational efforts twice. That's a, that's a, that's a freebie. Um, no, I think, I think the number one thing is, you know, when we come to conferences like this, so often we get blown away or almost we get punch drunk and looking at everything that's going on. And as much as I preach an outside in, we as large, as large systems can't also fall into the same problem of trying to boil the ocean. So come up with a view of the future, think five, three, five, seven years down the line, and then come up with your roadmap of how you're gonna incrementally get there. And then come to conferences like this and be very deliberate and going, I'm solving this problem next. Who can help me solve it here, right? Don't come here and just get blurry eyed and leave and go back to the doing your thing as you normally do. That's my number one piece of advice. That's a great way to close out this interview. Jason, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.